When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. We're coming up on Valentine's Day, which can be a trigger for a lot of people. And in this episode, I want to go over six steps in soul recovery to love yourself to wholeness. Again, in soul recovery, we are turning the attention to ourselves and finding our own inner self-worth. We're loving ourselves to wholeness. I hope you enjoy these tips and the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support the podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Hello and welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast. I am Reverend Rachel Harrison. Thank you very much for choosing to spend your time with me here today. I know that you have a choice of where you put your time and energy and listening to podcasts is actually not something to be taken lightly. So the fact that you put me in your ear, whether you're walking or doing the dishes or driving or whatever it is that you're doing, I am honored to be part of your life. Thank you. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Tomorrow is such a heavy day. It has such a deep pressure about what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Who's your Valentine? Are you being filled up with love from the outside? Is this person in your life enough? Are you being honored enough? Are you being seen enough? And for a lot of people, Valentine's Day is a really heavy day. They either aren't in a relationship that provides them with the love and connection that they want, that they thought that they would have in their life or they don't have a relationship at all. That is the truth for many people out there. You've been in relationship, it didn't work out, or you're just not finding the person that you feel like is your person. 
Then there's those who choose to be individuals, choose to not be in relationship. And there's some strange pressure on Valentine's Day that says, where's your Valentine? Why aren't you in a relationship? So there's all kinds of things that swirl around Valentine's Day. And what I wanted to talk about is the importance of self-love, of loving yourself to wholeness. The secret of inner peace and happiness is that all of that stuff from the outside, as important as it is and it feels, having that inner self-love is the foundation for being able to feel and give love in healthy ways. It's the foundation of being truly happy and healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. So today we're talking about loving yourself to wholeness. There's a great quote that I loved from this book from Sharon Salzberg, who wrote about loving kindness. And the quote is, Love for others without the foundation of self-love becomes a loss of boundaries, codependency, I added addiction, and painful, fruitless search for intimacy. That's a powerful quote because what it's saying is that if we love others, that's part of our problem here for many of us that have come to soul recovery, we're loving others to the detriment of our own well-being. We're loving others and we're killing ourselves. We're losing ourselves. We're having to betray ourselves because we want to love the other person more than we can love ourselves. So love for others without the foundation of self-love becomes a loss of boundaries, letting people know exactly what you need having clarity of what those needs are, having healthy awareness around those boundaries and not using boundaries as manipulation, but using boundaries as true clarity of your voice, of what you know is acceptable in your life. And then codependency, this part of us that cannot let go of what is happening to everybody else in our lives and how we want to be involved in that. We want to control, we want to manipulate, we want to, oh, we just want them to be what we want them to be. We want to be what they want us to be. We're just enmeshed in this codependency. And then addiction for ourselves choosing things that are unhealthy for ourselves in ways that become obsessive. For me, it was drinking. For somebody else, it might be the obsession of somebody else's behavior. It might be addiction to shopping or checking out on TV or eating or sugar or porn, or there's a bazillion other things that can get turned into an addiction because we become compulsive about that behavior and we're using it to numb and check out and not be present with ourselves. And in all of that is this painful and fruitless search for intimacy. You know, ultimately for me, when I look at my relationship with my husband and there are still issues and I still watch him get completely immersed in something that's trying to fill him up or he's wanting something to be in his life and What is lacking when I really look at it is his distraction of that thing or that situation takes away our intimacy. It takes away our time. 
And that's when the end, what I feel like when we were drinking, that our obsession with alcohol removed our ability to be intimately connected on an emotional level, most importantly, on an emotional level. We want somebody in our life who we can connect with. We're always looking on this strange thing on the outside for people to fill us up with this intimacy, this belief that somebody is there for us, that somebody is going to come and fix it for us, that we can lean on some person and that they will give us something that we need. And in the end, there's suffering that comes from that. Even in some of the healthiest relationships, if we don't have that foundation of self-love. Thinking of this, I wanted to give you some steps. How do you find self-love? How do you cultivate this part of yourself that is the foundational way that you can give and receive love in a healthy way, that you can let go of feeling like if somebody else would love me enough, then I would be whole, or If I love this person enough, they will be whole. Releasing both sides of that and loving yourself to wholeness. We'll get right back and I will give you those six steps to loving yourself to wholeness. I just wanted to take a quick break and thank everybody who is listening and let you know the ways that you can help support this podcast and the Recover Your Soul community. There's a new fabulous way that is being offered by the host of the podcast And this is in the show notes below, so you can easily go there and do a click and you'll be right there. They're offering monthly subscriptions and you have total control of the monthly subscription. And it's $3, $5, $8, $10. What is that cup of coffee? What is that fancy something that you have every month because it means something to you? If Recover Your Soul is providing you with spiritual food and you want to let me know your gratitude for that and help support Recover your soul's podcast and the community, I would be so appreciative if you would go and become a monthly subscriber. Also remember there's an extra episode every Friday for those of you who are Patreon members or subscribe on Apple podcasts. Again, go down and check out those show notes. Everything is down below for you. Mostly I want to say thank you for being listeners. Thank you for the five stars. Thank you for the beautiful reviews. Thank you for trusting me in your life. All right, back to the episode. The first step in this is part of soul recovery. It's leaning into your higher power. It is taking that as your first priority instead of having the people in your life, your family, your husband, your kids, your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your dads, all the people in our lives are friends. And putting their relationships first in how you are relating to the world. What we are offering in soul recovery in this step to loving yourself to wholeness is putting spirit first, your relationship with your higher power first. After all, soul recovery is a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. And your higher power, you don't have to have developed that hugely yet. This might be a slow and steady journey for you. It may be that you are just beginning to even contemplate that there is something greater than yourself that could return you to sanity, that you can trust that there is 
something, some higher power that loves you. Especially if you've come from religion that is based on guilt or shame or sin or suffering. And so for a lot of people, those religious connotations make it really hard to not come from a place of beating ourselves up instead of a place that I'm offering, which is if that was your foundation, just put that over on the table. Just put that over to the side. And if you can, if you can begin to notice times in your life where you felt whole, where you felt in awe, where you felt reverence, where you felt connection, where you felt a depth of knowing that you were supported, maybe it's looking out over a vista on a mountainside, maybe it's on a hike. Maybe it's when you're with friends and you're laughing and it's just pure. Maybe it's when you're closing your eyes and just allowing yourself to be present. Maybe it's when you're reading something inspirational. Those tiny little moments when you have a touch, just a taste of the light of release and surrender to the higher power Those are those moments you want to begin to access more, to actually open up to more, to allow more often, to lean into this place that says, I am going to trust that there is a higher power and that's where I'm going to put my energy first. And that if I allow that to fill me up first, then there's more opportunity for the other parts of my life to come in and fill the voids, to fill the other spaces. We want the main fill to be that connection with spirit. My other step is that it can be hard to see this step sometimes. My other step is that people are good. That we try to actually recognize that regardless of what's happened in our lives, that underneath our personalities and underneath our pain and underneath how people have presented in the lives and what they have said is an element of their humanness that is good and loving. That that is actually the truth of who we are. And more importantly, that is the truth of who you are. So regardless of what's happened in your life, how you've interacted with the people in your life, the things that you've said, to also recognize that that is your pain that was reacting to whatever was happening, that that was your defense mechanisms, that that was your way of protecting yourself. These parts of our lives where they're so full of drama that we did things that we can't even imagine that we did or said things that we can't imagine that we said. To see that that's pain, that that's pain and fear acting out and that underneath there is purity and goodness. And that if we can allow ourselves to recognize that in ourselves and then be able to recognize that in the people around us, We can start to detach ourselves from the behaviors of people and even the behaviors of ourselves that we've had and relate more truly to the inner goodness in everyone. In Buddhism, they call it basic goodness. Basic goodness. That we are at our hearts good. 
that we choose and we can get caught up in the darkness, but we don't have to. And we can always come back to the light. We can always choose to come back to the light and we can always choose to see other people for the light. The other part, step three, is then to accept all aspects of yourself. To allow yourself to actually see those dark shadow sides and instead of judging them and instead of thinking, oh, what a terrible person I am. I can't believe I gossip like that. I can't believe I think those things. I can't believe I do those things. What if you just accepted yourself? What if you just recognize that we create parts of our personality that are a reflection or a reaction to experiences that we've had in our lives that were difficult or painful. And that each one of these aspects of ourselves is part of who we are. And we don't have to be living from our dark shadow sides, but if we're constantly pushing them down and rejecting them, they don't have a chance to heal or to move on or to decrease. So by allowing yourself to truly accept every aspect of yourself. And actually with kindness, that's the next step. The next step is to have kindness for yourself, to really have deep compassion and awareness of where these different shadow parts, where these pain bodies came from, and how they've been creating behaviors and patterns and beliefs that have acted out in the world that haven't been helpful in your relationships with other people or with yourself. We're loving ourselves to wholeness. And so there's this ability for us to be kind to ourselves, to have self-compassion, to be tender with the choices that we made instead of rejecting ourselves and being frustrated, to be tender with the way that we felt pain, to be tender with our anger. And then when we come from that compassion place, when we come from that deep self-compassion, then we can move into forgiveness. We can move into surrendering and allowing that we don't have to judge ourselves about it any longer. We don't have to hold on to the shame and the guilt and the pain that comes from replaying these tapes in our minds that have nothing but regret attached to them. Regret and fear and pain and suffering. That we can recognize that every moment is a new opportunity to start over. Every moment is a new opportunity to change the way that we want to walk in the world, to be different in our relationships, to be different in ourselves, to love ourselves, to accept ourselves. And when we can love and accept ourselves, we have more opportunity to love and accept the people around us with those same tools, accepting them for their lightness and their darkness, having compassion for how they got to where they are, the way that they react, the way that they interact with people, what choices they make, what they are doing in their lives, instead of seeing it as a reflection against you that they're doing this to you, we start to say, ah, there's a lot of pain in that. There's a lot of hurt in that. 
I can see that that's coming from part of their life where they were really struggling. And that that forgiveness and allowing means that you can let them have their own experience. And in that, you're loving yourself because you're letting go of the need for them to be a certain way for you to be happy, for them to love you in a certain way, for you to feel love. That gift of compassion and self-forgiveness is foundational in being able to move out of awareness and struggle and into the part of our lives that are around healing and creating new ways of being, new ways of thinking, changing our perception. The next step, number five, is what are your gifts from spirit? Recognizing the unique gifts that were given to you from spirit From the universe, everybody is completely unique and different, and we're each given unique gifts. And I've said this before we have these gifts, and then when it's time to actually demonstrate these gifts, what comes out? Self judgment, fear, not believing we're good enough, not believing that we can do it good enough. When we begin to love ourselves to wholeness, we start to recognize that this gift of whatever it is, maybe you're a wonderful communicator, maybe you're a wonderful listener, maybe your positive side of your coin in how you control the world is that you're an amazing organizer and that you can see things that need to be organized, which is very different than the other side of the coin, which is unhealthy control and manipulation. When we look at these aspects of ourselves, maybe you're a great writer or a cook or a teacher or a singer or a songwriter, it doesn't matter what it is. We each have these unique gifts and then we don't believe it. And then we don't do enough to take care of ourselves and these gifts and begin to discern what is our purpose? What is our greater, deeper purpose? When we just allow yourself to be kind to yourself and say, yeah, what are these gifts? What are the pieces of me when I'm in my healthiest space that are the beautiful aspects of who I am? And how does that help me be in the world as the best, fullest person that I am? What are these gifts and how do I live from them? How do I believe in them? How do I love myself to wholeness? believing that I can do these things that I was given by spirit. The last one is such a foundational part of soul recovery, which is keep the focus on yourself and let go of the pain that others have caused you or that you may have caused. Keep the focus on yourself. Again, looking at Valentine's Day and looking at expectations It's such a beautiful reminder of how we don't keep the focus on ourselves. that we want something else, someone else, some circumstance to provide for us something that is going to fill us up, that that is what's going to be what heals us, that that's what's going to be what makes us happy. And we're looking at this a different way. We're saying in soul recovery, turn the attention to yourself, the inner healing The loving yourself to wholeness is the foundational key for being able to be in healthy relationships, no matter what those relationships are. Releasing the pain, 
releasing the guilt and the grievance and the judgment that we have about everything. (laughs) Letting go of judgment to ourselves, to the people around us, and beginning to trust, coming back to step one, coming back to the trusting our higher power that there is something that we are being guided by that is there and present for us no matter how difficult, no matter how dark, no matter how complicated our lives are, that we can lean into the belief that the outside world is crazy, but it doesn't need to make us crazy. That we can love ourselves into wholeness, that we can trust that there is foundation under our feet of faith and love, and that by letting go of the need for everything around us to show up for us in the way that we think will make us feel better, we start to feel better. And then the things around us start to change. It's incredible how it happens. There's a quote by Walt Whitman, and it says, I'm larger and better than I thought. I did not think I held so much goodness. And what I love about that is most of us don't give ourselves credit for how wonderful we are. We're so hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. And then in turn, we want the world to come and fix us. And the only one that can fix us is us. We can't fix anybody else. We want to fix everybody else. But we can turn the attention to ourselves and we can actually cultivate self-love that is so profound and so deep, knowing that no matter what's going on in the world, our connection to higher power, our knowing that we are loved so deeply and guided and held, everything else comes after. That we actually don't need, need, in quotes, anything else to fill us up, that the rest of it is just icing on the cake, and we're the delicious cake with spirit. We are the delicious cake. Carl Jung says the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you really are. Who are you? How can you get closer to the truth of who you are? Love yourself to wholeness so that you can have the privilege to be who you really are. See that who you really are is magnificent. See that who you really are is full of love and creativity and joy and prosperity, that you too can have contentment and ease in your life, regardless of what's going on around you. And you can have a fabulous Valentine's Day, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what society says is the perfect Valentine's Day. Be your best Valentine. Love yourself to wholeness. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. 
I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the Soul Recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.